0: Welcome to Web Wings. Alex Nandy here with you again for a bare-bones breakdown of the immense world of e-commerce. Today, we'll discuss the vital role your product descriptions make in not just attracting customers, but getting them to part with their hard-earned money.
1: That's right. It would be really easy to just write something simple, but it just doesn't draw people in. For example, waterproof laptop bag doesn't have the same appeal as this waterproof laptop bag will keep your laptop dry and safe from a sudden downpour, protecting it from damage that would really ruin your day.
0: Let's break it down a little bit. We're including a feature and a value in the description. Waterproof, the feature, but keeping your laptop safe is the actual value and the people reason that you can need your product. You can apply it to any type of product, Take water as another example. You can talk about how many millions of years the water has been filtered through volcanic rock and that dinosaurs used to bathe in it. But that tells you nothing about the value or benefit.
1: Exactly. We all know the benefits of water, but as humans, we like to be told exactly why this water is better than just what comes out of my kitchen tap. What added value does it bring? Is it rich in minerals and nutrients that will help me recover from a workout quicker the british economy after a change in prime minister now i know this will sound backwards yeah we shouldn't do politics should we but before we can write our product description we need to go back a step and think about what and who we are trying to sell it to who exactly is your ideal customer
0: and your ideal customer probably warrants an entire episode all to itself and believe me it's on our list of hot topics for another day but we need to touch on it before we can write our product descriptions. So thinking about a laptop bag, who exactly are we going to be aiming this at? There's several factors to consider. And again, depending on your product range and the type of person you're aiming for, that may be a larger or smaller group of attributes than we will talk about today. Um, But today we're going to concentrate on the demographic of who you're selling to and what need or value the product satisfies. So the demographics, the person or the business that you're trying to sell to, waterproof laptop case, you're probably going to be looking at people between the age of 18 and 65, working ages, any gender, someone who works in an office environment, but is also likely to commute or travel with their equipment because they're going to need to carry it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Too many people sit there and go, well, everyone's my customer. And there is sort of an argument that could agree with that statement. However, the way that you market the product has to be different depending on that particular customer's wants and needs. A child needs food, but they're going to choose taste over nutritional value, whereas their parents... You wouldn't do that, would you, Andy? Nope, I don't do that at all. Parents would look at nutrition, perhaps, and potentially convenience before taste. The next thing to then consider is the need that that product fulfills or the value that the product brings to the purchaser. Why does the person we described above need a laptop case that is waterproof? The answer may seem obvious, but humans are inherently lazy and their brains uh, will always try and save them a couple of calories by not thinking for themselves. You need to be clear that the laptop bag would protect their equipment when commuting or traveling between locations, as well as keeping any printed documents they're also perhaps carrying safe from the elements.
0: Yeah, you need to do a a little bit of spoon feeding. Uh, You don't want to be too patronizing. You don't want to talk down to people. And that's a line that sometimes people do slip over and and get wrong. Again, uh, ideal customer is something that will need a little bit of thought. And again, we'll, we'll go through that in the future in a different episode. But the theory behind selling to people is most definitely not a, a one size fits all approach. No, it definitely isn't.
1: So now that we've identified our ideal customer for the laptop bag, what value or product? Sorry, what value our product brings to them? What do we need to do next?
0: Well, uh, let's use a phrase that you're going to hear a lot: best practice. Um, And best practice does need to be thought about uh, a little bit more than just adopting it and going, well, this is the best practice you need to do. It's the same when you're learning to drive. You learn to drive in a manner that fits best practice. It doesn't mean that's always the best way to drive on the road. And everyone knows this, so just keep that in mind. But when you're thinking about writing uh, a product description – or a description of anything that you you might be putting out there for people to consider purchasing. It needs to be clear, concise and compelling the, the three Cs. Got to use simple and direct language while avoiding lots of jargon and fluff. Because people don't like it. It's not,
1: it's not they
0: don't. read through all that kind of stuff. And I will keep coming back to the fact that I will tell you your content needs to have personality. Your business has personality. You Absolutely. Should- that in what you do you need to write it the same way that you would be writing anything you might be communicating with your customer if you're going to write them an email write it in the same way you would your product descriptions conversational there's nothing wrong with that it might be a really boring and functionary product doesn't mean that everybody's going to want to just stare at stats uh so the, some of the best sound practices will use urgency and scarcity while a form of storytelling or emotional triggers.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you should really include customer testimonials or social proof. Now I'm going to hear somebody out there go, what is social proof? Well, social proof is a phenomenon where people follow and copy the actions of others. Sounds pretty straightforward, really. When people shop, they look for reviews and recommendations from people that they perceive they can trust. And also ways that the others have used the product to help them make a decision as to why they want to buy it. We touched on the TikTok shop in the last episode. Uh, The biggest success of that shop, I believe, um, is simply because people can see the product being used and what value that product could then bring to their lives. Um, Now, Alex has also mentioned creating a sense of urgency or scarcity. So let's perhaps look at some suggestions of how that can also be done. Um, A great example would be something like order now to get free shipping or only 10 pairs left in stock. It's a clear call to action, um, which is a phrase you'll hear quite a lot in business, to people, and the fear of missing out takes over, encouraging the person to click buy now rather than going away and thinking about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Another common way of this happening is for a business to suggest there's limited time to get the product or a particular deal you're looking at, the price. Uh, A recent sale by a very well-known retailer had a – particular sale lasted two days and some of the early bird offers for that will turn the day sale into a week-long offering makes you feel like you're getting a great deal because you wouldn't normally even have looked at those things there are an awful lot of examples of best practice when it comes to this kind of thing and you need to remember that people will respond in different ways some people are going to look at those kind of things and if it's in your face and it's horribly done I've definitely done it before. If I go on a website and it says, this offer is only valid for 12 hours. And then you go back a week later and it still says, this offer is only valid for 12 hours. <laughs> yes. You, you get bored with it, don't you? I do. You do, Yeah, definitely. I
1: hate it. When you get the pop-up that says, put your email in now for 10% off. This is only valid for today only. And actually you do yeah. the same again a week later on a different device. And it goes, put your email in now.
0: Yeah. We're, we're not suggesting that you should ever try and be dishonest with your Customers because they'll see right through it. They're not stupid. Uh, they need to know that you're feeling that they're, they're a genuine person and at least respecting that. Because otherwise, you're you're not going to do very well overall. But this this kind of thing, people see through it very very quickly indeed. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with making offers that are genuine and do create a little bit of scarcity and do mean that people will focus on what you're selling uh, and want to get in on the hype. These days with social media, using a little bit of hype to get in on that is a, is a great way of doing it. Uh, you can post out on all your socials that there's a sale on for 12 hours. And if there is a sale on for 12 hours, that's a perfectly legitimate business tactic. Why not? Yeah. Why, why not go for that? If you run things like that every week, uh, for those of you that are living in the UK, uh, the DFS sale now has been going on since about 1992. Yep. Uh, no one believes it anymore. It, nope. it, it It's a joke almost, and that that works for them because people think it's funny now. But yeah, it, you, you shouldn't it, do that as a as a business. And sometimes, if you if you've got those things, there are plugins out there. You can go on to a onto a plug plugin shop for almost all the e commerce businesses and finder this is only valid for the next twelve minutes fifteen minutes half an hour come back in the next hour and it'll be gone kind of thing if you want to do that and you're using it in a genuine way, fine don't just stick them on there for the sake of it because everybody everybody really really hates those kind of things and same with stock you know if if you're saying last two left. And it says last two left. There was one that I actually saw a while back, and one of the shops with a pop-up that tells you who's bought the product recently. You know, you might get Andy B recently bought this and whatever else. I was on a a shop, and it said that there was only one left. And yet at the same time, it was popping up left, right, and center telling me that three people in the past five minutes have bought it, and then (laughs) leave it another 15 minutes. It tells me five people in the past five minutes have bought it. And you think, one of you's lying. Either yeah. people haven't bought it in the past five minutes or there's more than one left and yes. instantly trust gone. And, yep. and so genuine, if, if you've got a stock listing on there and it says we've only got five left, then use that because that will work in itself. That will work in itself to, to help people understand and you're being honest with your customers. Um, so it, Back to some examples of best practice. How do the retailers get their products out there for you to find? Uh, Some of the biggest retailers are simply relying on their name and massive marketing budgets. Again, it's how DFS managed to keep pushing the same sale out over and over again. But Amazon spent roughly forty-two billion U.S. dollars on marketing in twenty twenty-two, and we need to think about some of the other ways that stores get their products out there as well.
1: We do because let's be honest. Nobody generally in business has got a forty-two billion dollar budget for marketing. So no, I
0: just spent my last forty-two billion dollars. Yeah, market, I, so I, I spent, need to think about something else.
1: Yep, yeah, I was I was a little bit wild with mine this morning. So let's perhaps talk about the less glamorous but perhaps more important part of product listings, um, and that is making sure that your product appears in a search engine. So that's right. We're going to talk about so we're going to talk about search engine optimization. Woohoo! Yeah, another subject that we could easily talk on and on and on and on and on about and we'll need to talk about for an entire episode. But for today, we need a basics and it's pretty vital to making sure that customers can find your product when they're looking for it. And it's essentially, it's free marketing. Search engines such as Google and Bing and others that are available. Look through your website. Pull out both visible and invisible information to decide if your product is relevant to a person's search. There are lots of points to think about, but some of the essentials include using relevant keywords, which Alex is going to discuss in a minute, Writing unique and original content. Don't just copy and paste from the manufacturer or from another re- retailer. Never do that. Because search engines know they don't like it. They will mark you down as spam or similar.
0: scowl in your general direction if that happens.
1: And that is a very menacing thought. So, yeah, they're more likely to just overlook... You know, you. all right. You threw me off my trailer of thought. thought. Um, they're more likely to throw you off their, their search Tyler Use headers and bullet points to show key information, as well as adding highly important meta tags and alt text to images. Search engines love when content is accessible for things like screen readers.
0: Yes. You, you do really need to consider all of those things. But one of the things that people often forget is include links to other pages within your store not enough people do it if you've got things that are related to each other useful imagine if you were in a physical store you would put products that are probably going to be complementary to each other near each other yes uh and perhaps most people are more familiar with the Maybe you'd also like a section at the bottom of a page, which is very good. We, we, we like those kind of things. You want to cross-sell. That's always very good. That's been a big part of e-commerce even back in the old days. Uh, I definitely had that on my first e-commerce store back in when whenever, whenever it was. And the dinosaurs were around, and yes, you know that yes. was a that was a big thing back then, and that was before search engine optimization was anything that looks like it is so doing doing internal links is good as long as they're relevant Yeah. um don't try and sell people stuff that's no good. don't try and stick links to your less well performing products on the pages of the well performing ones because you think oh that'll drag it up. It might do, but it, it'll be marked as disingenuous at some point. Yeah. Uh, and then you'll you'll not do well from it. Just, again, be honest with your customers. Um, Andy mentioned keywords. That's always been a really big thing. Uh, the way that the search engines get most of the stuff is with words. And the way that that has developed over the years has been... Uh, ever-changing it has a constant development and how that goes and there will be arguments uh long and enthusiastic about how good keywords are these days that has been one of the arguments that has been last nice in February might be yes sticking in a meta keyword may no longer be as effective as it was seven years ago. doesn't mean that keywords aren't still effective now because you still need to use words to describe what you want we can't do it all with images and again, as Andy's talked about, uh, alt text for images is huge. people who use screen readers um, for that alone, it's well worth doing. Why wouldn't you make your store as accessible as you can make it? It's not about saying, well, you know, only a small portion of the people that use my store use screen readers. Uh, it doesn't necessarily matter. You you could increase that uh, tenfold just by just by doing it. And you might yes. not. But it might just make it easier for people to use your store. And why not? Because it doesn't take that long. People will always tell me, oh, it takes ages to put in alt text just that it's 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 a good thing to do it's the right thing to do it helps you in terms of seo because if you're sitting there thinking oh, i don't really have time for that i don't want to. Do how do i describe an image it's not that hard you are just writing a description of the image one of the easiest things to write a description of because you just have to describe what's in front of you yeah. uh, and it could if you're
1: it could, it sale it could, and no
0: exactly sale. that because if you're thinking oh I don't know if I can be bothered to do that you can guarantee that five of your competitors are probably thinking, oh, I don't know if I can be bothered to do that. And if you're the one that does, yeah, well done you, because yeah. that's that's good. So again, back to the laptop bag, waterproof laptop bag. Yeah, it, 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 it's not that. It's a reasonable description. It's all right. How far can you take it? Uh, you know, if you're you selling perhaps some shoes, maybe recycled material. Keywords may not just be recycled material shoes. Eco-friendly shoes, the kind of words that you would use to describe something conversationally are important. If you were talking to somebody about the benefits of the product, what are those keywords that you would use? Don't try and be too literal with it. You Remember, you are using this as a short-form way of getting as much information as you can to people, that would be relevant. What are you typing in to find that product? And if you really want to go for it, ask, ask your friends, ask your colleagues, ask people sitting next to you. Well, if you wanted to buy this, what would you type? Is yeah. probably the most basic way you can think about it. Um, probably and, the most effective. But yeah, and and also there's the the fun one that has been hugely effective over the years. Um, If you've ever used some of the other e-commerce platforms, they deal with it quite well. Magento uh, and its search synonym, uh, cinnamon, uh, Cinnamon. (laughs) cinnamon, (laughs) cinnamon. You can use those. So I do that every time I talk about that because it's funny. Well, I know how to say it. It's just people always laugh when you get it wrong because I think it's
1: funny. I I like to make you sound like you don't know what you're talking about
0: that's not hard Uh, that has got the ability and if your platform has got that make use of it look through your search stats and see what terms people are using because you can put in what i like to probably in a slightly un pc manner called the fat finger syndrome we could probably call it typos but at the same time you, you just Think how people might, might tell that. What mistakes are they likely to make? And you wouldn't want it as a keyword. You're not going to put a load of misspellings in your keywords because that looks awful. But if you've got the ability to put cinnamon in, then use it. it it's a tool in the box, and it's, it's relating to how customers, your clients, the internet would find you if they are looking for you, and that is what you're doing.
1: Definitely. So, what if you're perhaps a bit unsure about what to write? So, we've said that being clear, concise, and compelling, all the three Cs, but unless your product is 100% unique and never before seen, this is where you're going to need to do a little bit of research. Very unlikely in this day and age, unfortunately. The um, the uniqueness of products has disappeared, hasn't
0: it? Well, I don't know. We're pretty well, yeah. unique.
1: Well, yeah, we're very special, but that's a different story. Yeah. So search for your product online. See what your competitors are saying about it. See what the manufacturer says about it. And As what do want said, to do? We do not want to copy and paste. No because that is not going to help you in the long term. It might get you a quick sale somewhere. might help you poach a sale somewhere. But longer term, it is just not going to do what you need it to do. Instead, you should be looking at the way the competition described the product. Look at the way it's laid out. And decide whether you trust that website to purchase from uh, if you didn't know anything about them.
0: Yeah, and and you know what? I reckon that eight times out of ten, your competitors are probably just going to be copying and pasting the manufacturer's description. Yes, they're lazy. They're lazy, they get too bad anyway, that's fine. But people do that, and if you're the one that doesn't do that, it is a bonus for you. You can look at things like Instagram, YouTube, see if they're public reviews, see what elements that they like, about those products see how those words are you see the language that they're using to discuss them because that might be different are there any uh reviews or anything like that that you can look at just reading and, and seeing the, not necessarily grabbing their key terms but just just look at the type of language and the way it's constructed if there are reviews out there see if you could link to that um, in your product description, it might be something that you can do. Oh, uh, you can yeah. ping an email off. A lot of people are very happy with doing that. there's really? a marketing concept called "no like trust," um, which is yeah, extended "no like trust buy," which is certainly more relevant. Um, and a person's more likely to buy from a business or person they know, like and trust. As Andy said, it's how TikTok's doing so
1: well at the moment. Exactly, I couldn't agree more. We've already discussed in previous episodes about uh, how there are people who won't use certain online retailers simply because of the delivery company that they partner with, which because they don't trust the delivery partner, they don't then trust the seller or they'll avoid Yeah, great way of looking at it, yeah. Um, It's a great way to understand how no like trust concept can apply to more than just the product or to your business. It also applies to the way that your business is perceived by others. Customers are also more likely to make a repeat or return purchase if they've had a good experience of shopping with you. The user experience is yet another topic that we're going to discuss in upcoming episodes, and I've made note of that of The three things that we've suggested so far today. Um well, you lucky people, episodes. that's at
0: least three more episodes coming your way.
1: Oh, you are so lucky.
0: So, I think that just about concludes today's discussion. We don't want to be adding too many to andy's little list of other things to talk <laughs> about or chucking too much information at your head uh what we'll do we'll chuck some links in the description for a bit of further reading success stories learning points rounds search engine optimization or engage with us uh you know we, we yeah. can help different formats media how to identify your target or just leave a comment chuck us something we've got a uh, website we're working on updating it uh, goodness mm. knows you know we, we spend all day looking at websites we don't want to work on our own we but do. we have got one there for you to look at we and do. just ping us a comment email and, and we're happy to expand on topics or talk them through with you uh, that's what we're here for to share the knowledge
1: yep and we're not just talking facebook uh, sorry not just talking website we're also on facebook instagram and twitter yeah, that the right, that's the right three, isn't it? Yeah, 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 Practically yeah, original, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we've certainly left with a lot to think about because this has been a really, really more in depth than perhaps we'd intended to be. Um, but it's definitely nothing comprehensive, that's for sure. Um, no. so we give you a good overview of how to su- successfully list products within your page, and there's a lot more that we could expand on that, such as Google listings and other bits. that yeah, there's, there's I've, got four, there's- I've got four futures now.
0: Rich, rich snippets, uh, all that kind of thing that you you can put in there, the way that you you structure the data on your page, the kind of things you should be including if you're including them in different feeds like Google Shopping and all that kind of stuff, which is going to be really yeah. good and it definitely will get touched on at some point in the future. They, yeah. uh, they're they big topics. Just understand them and try and work out what's, what's good for your business. And if you don't know, Ask us. Ask someone like us if you're really yep. sick of us. But you can ask us if you want. <laughs> yeah, if you're,
1: you're sick of our voices, don't ask us.
0: <laughs> can't imagine that. Being case.
1: No, I can't, After either. today's
0: discussion, I think our next episode probably needs to concentrate a little bit more on identifying the, the ideal customer, Andy, and why yeah, definitely. everyone is always the wrong answer. there are two wrong answers in this industry. I'm going to stick my neck out here. Uh, yep. Who's my customer? Everybody? No, it isn't. Wrong. Uh, What kind of website do you want? Or a nice, simple one like Apple, please. Uh,
1: (laughs) That's also wrong.
0: Yeah, of course it is. Uh, It's always the wrong answer. Even if you supply tap water, you never want those things.
1: Nope. So on that note, we will catch you all next week for another installment. We've been Web Wings, and we hope you have a safe onward journey.
0: Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.